Welcome to the Bridge to God's Word podcast with Carla Unseth, a linguistic consultant for missionaries working in Bible translation. We invite you to visit us at www.bridgetogodsword.org to learn more about Carla's ministry. Now, here's linguistic consultant Carla Unseth. Hi, this is Carla Unseth with Building a Bridge to God's Word. And the next few podcasts are actually going to be on Advent. They're going to be um, some Advent reflections. So I've done Advent reflections each week this Christmas season as a webinar so you could join live. But I wanted to post them here on the podcast also, just so that um, those who couldn't come live could be part of preparing our hearts for Christmas. So that's kind of what Advent is about. It's about preparing ourselves for Christmas, for the remembrance of Christ's first coming, but then also preparing ourselves for his second coming, um, which is still to happen. So each week in this Advent Reflection series, I have kind of a different theme, and I'm using a different color to represent that theme and I'll have I have candles here so if you were to join us in the live webinar you could see the see the candles burning for each week so the first week is a yellow candle and the theme is wait so waiting for the the first coming we look back at the Israelites and they're waiting for the Messiah and then waiting also for the second coming so then yellow symbolizes kind of the hope and joy that we actually have in waiting So the second week is green and it's preparing. So we are preparing ourselves. How do we we prepare ourselves both for Christmas and then also for the second coming? How do we prepare? And the color of that candle is green, which kind of is that growth and readiness color. So the third week is red and is repent. And of course, repenting is part of preparing and part of um, getting our hearts in a right in the right place for Christ. And red, of course, um, symbolizes the the blood that it took for us to be able to repent. Then the fourth week is white and the theme is rejoicing. So that's when we're actually rejoicing at the birth of Christ and rejoicing in the hope of his second coming. And white kind of symbolizes the purity and holiness that comes with that. So the theme for this week is waiting and the candle is yellow to remind us of the joy and the hope that we find in waiting for our deliverance. So uh, in the live Advent webinar, I played the song, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. So I'm just going to read some of the words to you here. It says, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. I like that song and it, how it shows that waiting and hope um, and desire and joy, those are all words in the song that, that come with waiting for Christ as the Israelites waited and then also as we wait now for the second coming. So I'm going to read to you a passage um, from the birth story of Christ 
And this is Luke 1, 26 through 38. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For with no, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. So here, if when we're talking about the Israelites and them waiting for the Messiah, at the point of Mary coming onto the scene, this, this messianic hope has already been ingrained into Israelite culture. And in fact, the very first promise of the Messiah came to Adam and Eve. So the very beginning of time when they sinned in the garden, God told them that someone would come who would rescue them, rescue the world from sin. Then it was promised specifically to the Israelites when God made a covenant with Abraham. So you could say that waiting is part of the very DNA of the Israelites. And finally, in this passage, that hope is coming to fruition. The waiting is coming to the end. But at this point, only Mary knows. So I think that's very interesting that Israel, all of Israel is still waiting and only Mary knows that the promise is about to be fulfilled. So now, if we look at today, of course, we've seen the Messiah. We know Jesus. We know how the promise to Israel is being fulfilled and will be fulfilled. But we are still waiting, still waiting for that final fulfillment of the promise. You could kind of say that waiting is part of our DNA also, that we are waiting for restoration. So I'm going to read to you another passage, and this is Romans 8, 18 through 25. And it says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. For who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently." 
So again, we are still waiting for the second coming. We are waiting for God to redeem this earth for a time when we will be able to live with him in perfect unity, a time when sin no longer has an effect on us. So as we're waiting, the question kind of is, how do we wait well? How do we do that? So I like this quote by Tony Evans, who says, Learning to wait well with patience involves learning how to put into practice the regularity of living as a child of God. It means putting into practice those things we already know. So as Christians, you know, we've learned things about how to live the Christian life. And kind of what he's saying is that waiting is putting those things into practice. Waiting well is living out those things that we already know about how to be a Christian, how to live life for Christ. So there are a few practical things that we can do while we're waiting. So there's um, three things that I'm going to share with you, and they are pray, praise, and prepare. So of course we pray. And Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. So through everything that happens while we are waiting, we persist in prayer. Then we also praise. Psalm 71, 14 says, but I will hope continually and will praise you more and more. So that continued hope allows us to praise God for what he will do and also for what he has done as we look back and remember what he has done. And then is prepare. So 2 Timothy 4, 2 says, Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. So we, we should always be prepared. And so preparing is actually, we'll talk a little bit more next week. We'll go more in depth on to what does it mean to prepare while we're waiting? How do we prepare for for our hearts for his first coming, but then also um, our lives for his second coming. So I hope that you can join us next week for our next Advent Reflection. 